You cannot delegate your responsibility of being a spiritual leader in your house. You can't delegate that to your wife or to the church. You've got to give leadership to that. And the scriptures makes it very clear that we need to lead spiritually. I'm not saying that your wife and the church can't help you and assist you. Absolutely. But you've got to give the direction. You've got to give leadership. So that means you've got to be in the Word. You, know, you can't teach what you don't know. So you've got to teach the Word of God. You got to be the guy. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 226. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I am your host. I hope you're doing well. In today's episode, you'll hear me interview one of my spiritual heroes, Ed Glover, who is the founder of Urban Impact, their nonprofit reaching urban kids on the north side of Pittsburgh. And their mission and vision is simple but powerful. Their vision and desire is to see lives holistically transformed in their community, one person, one family, and one block at a time, who in turn make a powerful impact locally and globally for Jesus Christ. And I had the privilege of interviewing Ed at the Man Up Pittsburgh Conference, uh, which is a conference that uh, Urban Impact actually hosts on an annual basis. They started it seven years ago. And Man Up, the purpose of it is to encourage and teach men to be godly leaders for their families and to raise awareness of the detrimental impact of fatherlessness among youth today. And uh, I am absolutely obsessed with this conference. I love the vision for it, and I love the impact that it's making in our city. And so in this interview, you'll hear Ed talk about Man Up, why it's important, why they created it, created it. Uh, you'll hear his advice to, to dads. You'll also hear his encouragement to those who may have wounds from uh, being fatherless in their life. And you also hear about Urban Impact and how you can connect there. You're going to love this uh, interview. So let's dive right into it. And I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Well, hey, thank you so much for hopping on here. We're here at Man Up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Victory Family Church. And this is the seventh year you've done this conference. And uh, can you just give us a vision of what God put in your heart, you know, eight plus years ago to start this thing and why you do it year after year? Yeah, I've been doing Urban Impact, you know, you know, in the north side for 33 years. We start, Tammy and I started it 24 years ago. And I really didn't understand one of the great things that we do is impact fatherless kids. And I went to a conference, and I heard Tony Dungy speaking, and he was talking about that his purpose in life, part of his purpose, is to impact fatherless kids, especially in the urban setting. And I felt like the Lord was telling me to speak to him, to go talk to him, to work with him. And I thought, I don't know him. And next thing I know, three months later, he's calling me on the phone, telling me that he, he and his wife wrote a book for urban kids, and he was trying to come to Pittsburgh to read it the book, in elementary schools in the inner city. He said, Ed, I hear you're the guy I got to meet. I said, sure. So he came. We began to do that. And at the end, I said, you know, would you ever want to work with me and impact men and impact fatherless kids in the city of Pittsburgh? He said, yeah, let's get together. So anyway, I things happened. I called and we called and kept, you know, two ships in the night. And I finally just kind of gave it up. And then the Lord just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, Ed, I didn't I didn't ask you. I'm telling you. And if you don't do this, I'm taking you out to the woodshed. <laughs> and I was telling the Lord, I said, you know, I need another thing to do, like a hole in the head. And he said, no, I'm telling you. So anyway, I know that Mike Tomlin knew, you know, Tony really well. So I went down to see Mike because I'd been doing chapels for years with the Steelers. 
I met with Mike and I said, I told Mike what I was going to try to do. I'm trying to impact men and impact, you know, fatherless kids. He said, well, I'd like to do that. And I said, really? I said, why? And he said, well, I, I grew up as a fatherless kid. And you're asking me to impact men, impact fatherless kids. I'm in. So that's kind of how it all started. And then we got going in. But I didn't realize what I was doing for all these years is really impacting fatherless kids. And and it was it's amazing to think about what we do now and how we've gotten so many people involved. And can you share your four men or four dad uh, step process? I think that's so amazing. Yeah. Can you just share that with yeah, us? Yeah, very quick. Yeah. Purpose of Man Up is impact men, impact the fatherless. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to call men out to be godly and specifically to be godly fathers, to love their wives, love their kids, and then call the men out to impact the fatherless in their community as well as in the city of Pittsburgh. So dad won the first decision that we're calling them to make in the first session, which is actually going on, you know, just, just got done just a few minutes ago is to call those men to really impact their kids, impact their family, their home. Dad 2, which is going to happen at lunchtime, we're going to call them out to impact their community, to make a decision that they'll be a, a godly father figure to kids who are around them. And then Dad 3, which is after lunch, Dad 3 and 4, is to impact the city of Pittsburgh by making a decision to come alongside of Urban Impact and so that either by praying, giving, or going, so that we can impact the fatherless in the city. And then number four, dad number four, is to bring somebody back next year so that you can multiply yourself to be part of the part of the mission and part of the movement that God's doing. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, you've been a father to the fatherless and helping fatherless kids for 30-plus years. I'm just curious, can you just give us a little insight and context into your journey uh, to godly manhood? Did you have you know a great dad growing up? Was it other people that came into your life, what did that look like? Yeah, my father was a, a, a great man. Uh, uh, my mom and dad got divorced when I was three. And then my mother remarried, and she remarried a really great guy. The only thing is that he didn't believe in God. He, was, uh, he declared himself as an atheist. So we never went to church. Uh, I didn't really understand who Jesus was and what he had done for me until I got to college. And after college is when I came to know Christ, though. I came to know Christ at Three River Stadium, trying out with the Pirates at second base. You know, that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> I came to know Christ, and after coming to know the Lord, I went back to my hometown, believe it or not, Ripley, New York. A little, no pun intended, believe it or not. <laughs> but anyway, I got there, and, and I ended up, you know, going, really being challenged by the Lord. About two years later, I ended up in seminary. And there at seminary, I... I met my beautiful wife, Tammy, and we got called to come back to Pittsburgh. So I never really had a lot of men. I had a lot of coaches in my life, and I had a lot of men in my life. But once I came to know Christ, it was amazing how many, you know, you're part of the body of Christ, and, and iron sharpens iron. And I, and I found a lot of men in my life from the po- moment I came to know Christ. Rock Dillerman was the pastor mm. that I went to in Northeast Pennsylvania. So Rock and I connected. Then I connected with a great man in, in seminary. And then when I got out, I came back to Pittsburgh. And I've met people like John Guest, you know, Rock Dilliman, Reed Carpenter, 
there's been some great men in my life over the years. Yeah. So you've been blessed to have great men around you. Can you talk to the person and even the, the kids that uh, you minister to that may be listening to this and saying, hey, I, I am fatherless or I don't have a great role model. What would be your encouragement to them as you've ministered to them for 30 years? What's the best way they can get out of that and deal with the wounds that may have been left in them because of fatherlessness? Yeah, I, I have found, like when I came to know Christ, my, my stepfather was a good man, but he worked all the time. I mean, he was, he, he was, he was around, but he wasn't really, you know, didn't, he didn't know the Lord. So how was he going to invest in me? Really? Didn't really understand that he was present and he provided, but that was about it. So once I came to know Christ, really, I began to focus my attention on Jesus. And I'll tell you what, you focus yourself on, on, on Jesus Christ. You just become a man who begins to love, you have joy, you have peace, you have patience, you have kindness. You want to multiply yourself. You want to reach out to people. You want to serve. And you naturally become a, a good father, so good. to be honest with you. Yeah. So I, I really encourage kids to, to check, you know, look at Christ, follow him. But then also, you're going to have to forgive. A lot, of, a lot of guys are walking around with a lot of unforgiveness. And when you have unforgiveness in your in your soul, uh, that's no good. You know, you, you become bitter, you become angry, you can't figure out why you can't find peace, and you've got to get, you got to let, you got to forgive. And when you forgive, it was, it's amazing how God takes over and how God begins to help you to love and to love yourself, love the people around you as well as Him. And can you talk about the the dad ones of being a great dad? Your kids are, are grown now, or almost all grown, uh, and they're all living for God. A lot of them work in your ministry. Is there anything you did, Aunt Tammy, intentionally to to raise up such a godly family? And any advice to dads listening to this right now? Yeah, I would say to them a, a number of things. One is, you cannot delegate your responsibility of being a spiritual leader in your house. You can't delegate that to your wife or to the church. You've got to give leadership to that. And the scriptures makes it very clear that we need to lead spiritually. I don't, I'm not saying that your wife and the church can't help you and assist you. Absolutely. But you've got to give the direction. You've got to give leadership. So that means you, you've got to be in the word. You, know, you can't teach what you don't know. So you've got to teach the word of God. You've got to be the guy. With your wife, and, and I really encourage that. Second is that You've got to be a person who not only teaches, but you practice what you teach. Because if you don't practice what you teach, I'm not saying you have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you have to put into practice what you're saying. Because what you tolerate, your kids will worship. But they see the inconsistencies in your life, that's where they'll go. So when you are inconsistent, you just admit it. Hey, man, I screwed up. Forgive me. Didn't mean, you know, you, you tell them. And if you're vulnerable... In that way, it's amazing. And the next thing, you, you know, I found that you got to speak very positively to your kids. you got to be the prophetic promoter. Hmm. And I really mean that. You, you've got to help your kids not only see who they are now, but who they can become. Wow. And that's important. And the fourth thing is you, you can't do any of those things I just said if you're not present. We've got to be where our feet are. You know, if, we're, if you're with your wife, you're with your wife. You're with your kids, you're with your kids. You're not on your cell phone. You're not thinking about what you're going to go do. You strive to try to be present physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually present with your kids. And last, last thing is make, make them a priority because you're going to have lots of different things coming into your life. And they're going to be trying to distract you and keep you from what called you, God called you to do. God, if you have kids, 
That's a divine calling. You're, you need to be the father to those kids. So you need to make that a priority. And I always tell people, hey, look, look my priorities is my first is my relationship with God. Second, my relationship with my wife. Third, my relationship with my kids. Fourth is my work and my ministry. And number five is, is my leisure time. And if I keep those in, the, in that sequence, I'll, I'll never be perfect, but my life will work. But if I get them out of sequence, my life unravels. Now, let me just say this, and to everybody's listening, I didn't do all those things right all the time. Matter of fact, I, I didn't, there's times that I really failed. But over the years, I finally got myself back on track, and I got up one more time than I fell. The successful Christian is one who gets up one more time than they fall. You look at Scripture, that's the truth. So that's the things I would say to guys, you know, to, to, if you put those things into practice, you can't predict it. It's not foolproof, but you got a really good chance that your kids are going to follow the Lord. Yeah. And then there's this whole purpose of, hey, once you're a good dad to your kids, you should expand the circle. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have had like 500 kids, not 500, I'm exaggerating, but like 30 plus kids actually live with you over the course of the last 30 years. Can you can you just talk about, because I don't think anyone's modeled it as well as you, how did you expand your circle and influence to the fatherless beyond your, your quote unquote four more, your four no more? I, I married a tremendous woman. I mean, she's a saint. No joke. Yeah. I mean, you know, they always say a good man is, you know, they got a great woman and I have one. And she, she would always say, you know, there's always one more, one more chair, one more welcome at the table. And, uh, we were ministering to, you know, we now ministered to thousands of kids on the North side. Back in those days, we were probably in the hundreds and we didn't have the volunteers. We didn't have the staff that we had. So kids would come to us and hate want to live. They were going through really, difficult times. So we would take them in and they would live with us for three months, six months, sometimes a year, sometimes two years. And we'd help them get on their feet. We disciple them. And Jesus called us not just to be a disciple, but, but make disciples, make disciples that make disciples. So we're, we did that. And we knew that we were present in the community. And see, I, I don't believe you can really transform a community if you don't live in it. So we chose to, you know, Jesus didn't come down one day a week and then shoot back up to heaven for the next six, right? Yeah, yeah. He came down, lived among us. So we moved in, Tammy and I, so that we could be present with our, where the families were, where the kids were, so they could have access to us. So when they came knocking at the door and asked us to live with them, we evaluated it, we prayed about it, and then we took them in. And it has been really transforming. Now, not all the kids have come out of that, our, those relationships with us perfect or even... I wouldn't even call some of them aren't even walking with the Lord today, but the majority of them are doing very well, dynamic. Many of them are walking with the Lord, married, godly people. Their kids are growing up in the faith. Now we have their kids in our ministry. It's been fantastic because it's incarnational. You've got to be with people. I mean, God, it's all Christianity is a relationship and you've got to be in relationship with people. Yeah, and, and lastly, so you've done incredible work with Urban Impact on the North Side. Two things I want you to, to encourage people to do. One, if they're here in, here in Pittsburgh, how can people connect with what you're doing at Urban Impact on the North Side? And then two, I know you guys want to be and are a model for other cities, just what you're doing in inner city ministry. If someone's listening to this and doesn't live in Pittsburgh, but they're saying, wow, I want to be a part of what God's doing through Man Up and through Urban Impact, how can I potentially bring that to my city? How can people connect with what you're doing? I appreciate that, Doug, because I, I really believe the Lord has really called us at this time. Uh, we won some national awards for what we've done. And each time we won those awards, they said, Ed, don't die with what you've learned. Hmm. 
And we've really taken that serious, and we have developed some tremendous training. We've already trained a whole bunch of people, and they've gone to other cities and even internationally. So if you're interested out there, and if you think like God's calling you, and you want to transform cities, you want to turn it around, uh, we are a great place to come. You can come, we'll train you, you can be part of what we're doing. But Urban Impact, we call ourselves Urban Missionaries. And the deal is that you have to live in the community on the north side and you have to raise your own support. And we are really, we have really taught and trained people to do that. So we do that very well. Also, if you just like to come down and volunteer, I mean, there's three different ways. You can pray, you can volunteer, or you can give. Because nothing moves without prayer, leadership, and money. So you have to give and you have to pray. And there's all kinds of opportunities. We do sports, education, arts, options, options helping kids transition out of life, in the, out of school, into life, going to college, trade school, getting a job, going to military, the ministry. So there's all kinds of opportunities to volunteer. We train you. We equip you so you're not just coming down. And it's great because you really find partnerships. Like, it's amazing. There's a, a real sense of a loving atmosphere and a community when you come to Urban Impact. So a lot of people come, they get involved, and it's, it's people tell me they're getting more out of it than they feel like they're giving. And I think that's true. When you serve, when you put yourself out there, and you, when you remember that God, the Father, is the Father of the fatherless, and you begin to go back, because there's 24 million children in America growing up without a dad. And I, we reach almost 2,000 kids now, and well over 80% of those kids come from a single-parent home, you know, mothers raising the kids. So when you come back and you start serving in that capacity, it is amazing what happens to you and what happens to kids and families because you're just being obedient to what God asked you to do. That's so good. And if you're listening to this, I'll include links to Urban Impact, Man Up, and everything that they're doing in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. And Ed, just as we close, anything else you want to leave leaders with today? Yeah, I want to talk to the ones who retire. Don't retire, rewire. And I'm encouraging you to come and, and find out what Urban Impact does. I know that you have learned and you've been trained. And you built secular organizations. And you've done that. Now come build the kingdom of God. Come check out Urban Impact and how we're a Christian community development organization. We're trying to transform the whole north side. The north side is as big as Erie, Pennsylvania, land-wise. Population's the size of Butler. So there's tens of thousands of people we still need to be reached, still need to be reached. And we would love for you to come help us do that. That's what I'd say to the leaders. And again, nothing moves without prayer. Leadership and money, brother. I love it. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing Man Up. Thank you for Urban Impact, and thank you for your Thank ministry. you, Doug. I yep. mean that. Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, man. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Ed Glover. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. You can find ways to connect with him, Man Up, Urban Impact, and everything else that we discussed in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 226. I want to thank two sponsors. I want to thank Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife, Laura, and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and we just think they are incredible. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. In fact, they give every engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage. And we love that. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. 
I also want to thank my friend Alex Tulandon. He is a full-time realtor and at Keller Williams Realty. And if you are looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership and would love to have an opportunity to connect with you. You can find out more about Alex at pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. And lastly, if you want to stay up to date with everything we're doing here at L3 Leadership, you can sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org and you will get a free copy of my ebook, Making the Most of Mentoring, which is my step-by-step process for getting meetings with leaders and cultivating those relationships. I know it'll add value to you, so make sure you get a copy of that. And again, I want to encourage you, thank you for all of you who listen to the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, share this on social media, share it with a friend that you know it'll add value to and help us really uh, get the word out there so we can add value to more leaders. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I will quote Theodore Roosevelt. He said this, he said, far and away, the best prize that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. And the more I grow up, the more I realize how true that is. And I hope that that's true for you. I hope that you found um, something worth working hard at because there's there's really nothing more satisfying. I know Ed has, um, my wife and I have. So anyway, Find something worth doing and do it for the rest of your life. It's a great reward. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next episode. 